Welcome to the Tech Bytes portion of today's Day 2 Cloud episode. And joining us is Alex Cruz Farmer from Thousand Eyes. And we're going to get into the topic of VPN monitoring for a remote workforce because because we know y'all are out there with your remote workforces vpning in from everywhere that is life these days isn't that true alex absolutely absolutely it's been it's been a tremendous uh migration for people to move to working from home um and i think it's been a it's been a huge struggle for even the most technical of us to really get up to speed with the types of ways that we've got to work differently with our teams, things like collaboration. Um, and the last thing that we really want is, you know, are those connectivity problems that are, that are not our fault, that are somewhere in between, you know, us and uh, us and the application itself on that network. So, okay, VPN connection specifically, let's, let's dig into this. Um, me being one of these people that has had to deal with a lot of uh, VPN inbounds over the course of years, and I've had VPN concentrators and firewalls and so on that I've had to manage, the performance question is always a huge one. I'm trying to connect to this, and so I'm on the VPN, and this it's the application's just crawling. And I, I think a major point here is that you guys at Thousand Eyes can actually help me solve that problem. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is whenever you have an application crawling and you're connected to the VPN, the immediate thing you're going to do is point at the VPN because that's always going to be that bone of contention. No one likes logging into a VPN. It's hard work. You've got to put 2FA in. You've got to put a password in. You've got to wait for it to connect. You you know, you, you lose local access to your network sometimes. It can, it can be really, really painful. Um, so immediately, everybody will point at the VPN for all of the problems that happen when they're trying to reach an application. What actually we've seen is that when users are connecting to a, an application um, via a VPN, what can often happen is that the routing between them and the VPN gateway and the VPN concentrator could be congested. Um, there could be a, a particular issue. There could be some weird you know, routing issue that their upstream ISP has. Now, you're talking about like where the VPN tunnel is going across the internet, let's say, somewhere in between yep. that endpoint and the VPN concentrator, there's something happening there. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. And I mean, imagine, you know, you, you work for an organization that's, uh, that's based out of the US and you're based in the UK and you're having to connect to a, to a US-based VPN or you accidentally connect to a US-based VPN. Sometimes it's hard to even see that. Uh, and it's hard to understand whether you've made a mistake with the connection that you've that you've made out to that to that VPN gateway, um, and that could be the root of all your problems. Uh, and it's really hard for for an IT engineer to to identify where that problem really is. Right. We're really dealing with two different sets of traffic. We're dealing with the traffic that's traversing that tunnel, and then we're dealing with the traffic of however that tunnel is being constructed across the the wider internet. And there's so many different areas where that ball could get dropped. And I feel like, at least in my experience with VPNs, I don't have any visibility into that underlay where the tunnel is going. All I have is visibility into my connection back to that concentrator and then whatever is happening with that tunnel. So how would you go about constructing that view of what's happening in the underlay that's supporting the tunnel? Yeah, that's really interesting. So when when you're when you're looking at the path from uh, from a user that's connected to a VPN, you 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 can never really see the underlay. It's it's completely hidden. So what we do at Thousand Eyes is we 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 engineer a way that we can then create a path and, and give you visibility into the path to the VPN gateway. And then what we do is then we merge together the path from. Uh, the VPN gateway then to the applications, you've got that full end-to-end -end view. So if the issue is potentially, you know, a couple of hops uh, away on your uh, on your upstream provider from your from your broadband, um, then we'll be able to identify it. But if there is actually a problem, 
behind the VPN, we will also be able to help you identify that too, because we'll have full visibility of that overlay. Oh, that is you said behind the VPN, as in I've actually made it to the other side of the tunnel, out the firewall, the concentrator, and there's something even beyond that that's my problem? Yeah, potentially. I mean, if you if you think that the VPN concentrator could be congested because there are lots of people connecting to it at the same time, that could be where that bottleneck is. And because we can give you the underlay, we can rule out your connectivity as being the problem and then move that visibility and, and focus onto the VPN concentrator. I think we saw a lot of that issue when the pandemic first started and everybody started hitting the concentrator. And I know like whenever I sized a concentrator for a deployment, the assumption was you'd only have a small percentage of your workforce, even your mobile workforce connecting at any given time because they were going to connect in, get the thing they needed and get back out. It wasn't going to be connected all day for eight hours and in 90% of your workforce. So <laughs> that's the problem that we had to solve for a year ago. What sort of problems are cropping up now beyond just oversubscribed appliances? So it's interesting. Today, um, what we're seeing is a lot more organizations are, are, are wanting to move a lot of their VPN concentrators away from hardware-based solutions into the cloud, look at things like SD-WAN and WAN transformation projects, um, because a lot of organizations don't see this remote workforce um, you know, coming all back to the office. I think, you know, as we're moving forward, a lot of us are going to spend multiple days at home. You know, I'm I'm hopefully going to be spending more days at home, which is great because I have a seven-month-old daughter that I want to spend more time with. Um, so for me, um, you know, I, I know that I'll be spending a few more days at home than I would do, be, you know, pre-pandemic where I was five days in the office. So what, the point you're making here is that the model of VPN is changing. That is, it's not Old school, we've been doing this right into the firewalls and the concentrators and stuff. And everybody comes into headquarters and we apply our policy and we do things. But now, because our resources are distributed everywhere, it's up in the cloud, it's wherever it is. Right, we'll build an SD-WAN fabric that includes those original headquarters locations, perhaps, but also has remote office locations and also has our cloud presences all tied into that fabric. So when we're doing VPN, we're VPNing into perhaps a third-party service, perhaps into a concentrator that's up in the cloud. There's a variety of ways that we could do it now to put our VPN users closer to the resource they're trying to consume, which makes monitoring and troubleshooting all that much, all that more complicated. Yeah, I mean, if you if you consider that. You know, we've got um, people within Thousand Eyes who are based out of, you know, Portugal. We've got them in the U.S. We've got them in the U.K. Um, you, you know, we've got, we've got teams out in APAC. Um, you know, we've got to support all of these different disparate locations. So not having that visibility into knowing where they're connecting to, why they're connecting to a specific VPN uh, gateway, what the latency is, um, is there potential congestion there? All of these different problems. It's really, really challenging to try and identify these without that in-depth visibility that you get from Thousand Eyes. So let's get into the magic of how Thousand Eyes is doing what it's doing here in this use case. I'm a former Thousand Eyes customer, Alex, going back a a few years. And the model that I remember was there was an agent that would sit in um, uh, a virtual machine and then I could run tests against uh, some some resource that was out there, perhaps against a remote Thousand Eyes agent. And that gave me all kinds of insights into, okay, what's going on in the WAN? What's going on in my MPLS cloud? What's going on across the internet? And I could see hop by hop where the problems were. Now, you're telling me I'm getting the same kind of a thing with this VPN monitoring use case, but how are the tests running? Where is it? Is there something sitting on the, the endpoint where that user's VPN client is running? 
Yeah, great question, Ethan. I mean, what, one of the things that Thousand Eyes is known for is the enterprise agent and our cloud agents. What we actually also have is something called our endpoint agent, which is something that sits on the user's device. So this is something that can be extremely nimble, extremely mobile. You know, we, we even ran some testing recently and, and found that um, our agent runs less, uh, uses less CPU and less RAM than uh, the Notepad does. So, you know, it's a very, very lightweight agent that can sit there behind the scenes and really, really gives um, gives that, you know, edge to our customers to get the monitoring going. So, you know, looking at the endpoint agent itself, we can do a lot of the same things that the enterprise agent does. Um, we can run uh, scheduled testing. So we can have uh, 10 scheduled tests, uh, which allow you to, you know, probe out to multiple different um, applications. We have our browser extension, which um, is added to Chrome, um, into Explorer 11 and Edge. And the browser extension essentially pulls metadata in um, and kind of gives you that uh, Chrome waterfall style feel in the Thousand Eyes dashboard to help you identify where there are problematic uh, documents that may be lo- loading on a particular uh, web application. So wait a minute, you just said Thousand Eyes dashboard. Does that, is that mm-hmm. a centralized thing that I as an IT staff person am looking at or is that something that the end user might look at? So the Thousand Eyes dashboard is what the IT team would look at. So right. this is a centralized view where it, where it will co- consolidate all of the endpoint data that we're collecting for all of your users into one central place. Ah. Um, and you can use that and build a, build a, you know, a, a 30,000 foot view to understand the whole landscape of all of your users, but then also then drill down to really, really specific windows, you know, down to a five minute window, look at the performance and see how things are looking for that user. Does that mean if I have some uh, high-touch customers within my organization, people that are you know really critical and I want to make sure that their VPN performance is absolutely excellent, I could zoom in on them specifically? Absolutely. So the way that our agent will work is if you, you go ahead and you can deploy the agent silently through your SCCM or some kind of global deployment, um, or you could just download it uh, from our website and install it on your device. Once you've got it installed, um, we automatically will detect that you're running a, a Cisco AnyConnect VPN, and we also detect Palo Alto, Global Protect, Pulse Secure, and also uh, Zscaler Internet Access. And what we what we can do from that is that when we, when scheduled tests are set up, or if you're using just the browser extension, we'll start collecting all that path data and giving you that network visibility straight away. Hmm. Alex. Where were you 10 years ago when I needed you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. Oh, it's oh, a great question. horror stories about it, previous CEOs and, and such that I've had to support with their VPN. And I, this would have been amazing at the time. <laughs> it sounds pretty cool now. And I, I just want to drill uh, into a point that you mentioned multiple different VPN vendors. So this is not a VPN vendor specific solution. This that You're supporting multiple vendors with this solution, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, while Thousand Eyes did get acquired by Cisco, and Cisco was one of the first VPN providers that we we did support, and that was way before the acquisition, um, it was really, really important for us to also support other VPNs as well. Um, there are lots of organizations out there who are looking at, at doing web transformations, you know, moving from, say, Palo Alto over to Cisco AnyConnect, or potentially, you know, they're looking at comparing uh, two different VPN vendors or, or, or cloud VPN providers together. Um, so we need to give that kind of agnostic approach uh, approach to it. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to get that true visibility. So that supporting those VPN clients directly means what exactly? You're hooking into some information that's peculiar and specific to those VPNs and being able to trickle that up into the Thousand Eyes dashboard? 
Yeah, ex- exactly that. I mean, f- we we essentially look to see if you're connected to a VPN or not. Um, and then if we if we know you're connected to a VPN, um, what we can then do is is essentially take that and plumb that into the way that we um, present the path trace data to you. So that's how we know and can mm. give you that underlay and overlay data. If you're not connected to a VPN or using split tunnel, for example, then we don't put any VPN um, you know overlay in there because there isn't any VPN that you'll be traversing at that point. Right. No, path trace data, you just said the magic words there because when we were prepping for the show and you showed us exactly what you can see, we you can visualize from the endpoint, that person running the VPN client, all the way to wherever their VPN tunnel terminates on the other end and all the underlay hops in between, including Alex, and I think this is really cool, like they're on Wi-Fi at home and it's terrible. You can actually see that. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You know, if, if you think that a lot of the problems that we're having, uh, you know, when you're at home is you know, you may have like a, a son or a daughter who's like playing their Xbox in the next next door and downloading stuff and, and saturating the Wi-Fi. Or it could be just simply that you've connected to the wrong Wi-Fi access point. There are some very, very basic things that IT are not able to see when you're at home without something like Thousand Eyes on your device. Um, because this is a type of telemetry that just isn't isn't usually available. So with Thousand Eyes in there, we'll be able to pull things like your signal quality and we can make sure you're, you, you know, we're providing that um, SSID so we know, uh, well, the IT team knows that you're connected to the right access point. Um, and then we can kind of trace that back and make sure that things like your local gateway has not got packet loss or not got high latency. And there's a whole load of step-by-step things that you can do all the way from the, from that device through your Wi-Fi, through your local gateway, across the network, all the way out to the application. Mm, great stuff, Alex. Uh, if people want to know more about this, they want to dig into the solution, maybe they want to give it a, a, a trial, where would they go? Yeah, I mean, head to thousandeyes.com. We provide a free trial for 14 days and you can try out uh, our cloud agent, enterprise agent, and you can also uh, obviously get our endpoint agent as well um, and, and try it out for, for 14 days. And our support team is, is stellar and they'll be more than happy to help you along the way if you get stuck. Alex, thank you very much for being on our Tech Bytes portion of Day 2 Cloud today. Uh, that was Alex Cruz Farmer chatting with us about VPN remote monitoring. And uh, that brings us to the end, Ned. It's very sad. That brings us to the end oh. of our Day 2 Cloud today. So virtual high fives to you for listening. You're pretty awesome out there. It's still a pandemic going on. We know. We're all sick of it. We know. But you are still awesome. We just want you to know that's a big deal. If you'd like to reach out to Ned and I uh, about uh, a topic you want us to cover, by all means, Twitter at Day 2 Cloud Show or go to the form on Ned's very fancy website, Ned in the Cloud. Anything you got that's cloud-related or career-related, like we did a show on IT consulting recently that we got some good feedback on. A lot of you really liked that show. Hey, we'll talk about that career stuff too, if that's what you want. Send in your questions and we'll uh, we'll find some guests and, and have a show. We will do that. And again, those virtual high fives to you. Just remind yourself how awesome you are because you really are. Last but not least, remember, cloud is what happens while IT is making other plans. <laughs>